and more. With our price match guarantee, you never have to wait for a tire sale. Provide us with a better price at the time of purchase and we'll match it. Find a better price within 30 days of the purchase and we'll refund the difference. You can't beat our tire price match guarantee from Hammer Chevrolet. Online at HammerChevy.com. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, Mike Leach goes to absolute war with the phlegm in his throat. Um, well then, we marched it down steel. I... I thought we could have been closer. That clip's not edited in any way. We analyzed that as well as a topsy-turvy week eight in the NFL. The Bills lose to the Jets. Packers, it's time to start ringing the alarm bells. Those topics and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to Wyoming outdoors and your love of it, bragging is not too big a word to use. Bragging rights can be as small as a photo of a mule deer in your backyard or a picture of a Yellowstone cutthroat you caught on an elk hair caddis up to a trophy bull elk. CNB Operations and John Deere bring you the Bragging Rights Photo Contest on Sheridan Media's contest page on SheridanMedia.com. Just enter any photo of your Wyoming outdoor experience, big game, fish, bird, climbing, hiking, biking, or horseback, and you could win a $300 bone-handled hunting knife with a million-year-old chunk of Mastodon ivory in the handle from Buckaroo Blades. Plus, you could win a huge prize package from CNB Operations simply by stopping into the store on Heartland Drive and signing up. CNB Operations, in the name of bragging rights, will donate $1,000 to the Wyoming Outdoors Federation to help make sure we keep our Wyoming outdoors what it has always been. As we enter the fall months, have you made that plan to market your business? Are you stuck, confused on what to do? Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager at Shared Media. Let us help you put a plan in place as we gear up for the holiday season. Shared Media can market your business on up to nine different radio stations. We can place your print ad in front of nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County with the Country Bounty. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of digital products that we offer. We can also place your ad on our two websites. Let our creative and experienced marketing team put a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan together to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story, whether locally or across the country. Call Sheridan Media today at 672-7421 or email sales at SheridanMedia.com and let us go to work for you. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. And good morning, Aaron for Floyd Whiting this week, who is out. And we have a one-part show this morning. We are talking with City Administrator Stu McRae and Mayor Rich Bridger just walked in. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, we have quite a show today. There's a lot of stuff going on in the city of Sheridan, and we wanted to touch on uh, a lot of this and let people know what's going on. So, um, Stu, I'm assuming you're going to want to take this to begin with. So the Main Street project is fast approaching. And we wanted to give people an update on that. So I'll just uh, turn you loose and let you discuss what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, well, I think the big news of the day really is uh, the mayor's piece. He and he and Hans Mercer, our public works director, 
went down to uh, Cheyenne and uh, lobbied for us to get some uh, uh, ARPA uh, loan money or ARPA grant money from the State Loan and Investment Board. Um, if everybody remembers, ARPA is the American Rescue Plan Act money, all that federal money that came into the city and state. And uh, uh, I don't know, Mayor, you want to talk about your guys that's going down there? Well, we put in an application for our Main Street program um, and to replace our water and sewer while we are doing that Main Street project. And so um, we were fortunate to receive some cash. And so uh, Hans and I went down to Cheyenne, and they gave us $2.8 million for our project. So um, thanks to the State Land Investment Board for doing that. That's going to be a big chunk of cash to get that project going. Thanks to Hans and his staff for filling out all the he needed information, and there was, I think, for $50 million, there was over $150 million in asks. So we were very fortunate to receive that cash. I did see the list. Um, Senator Kinski had sent that out. And, yeah, there were a lot of people asking, and not very many got it. But City yeah, Sheridan was right. one of them. Yeah, we were lucky. We would have uh, still done the project. Um, we would have had to get loans for that amount and then pay those loans back. So this this just takes off uh, – you know, some more money off of off of that uh, requirement. Um, now, this is just a percentage of what this is going to cost for the city's section for sewer and water, correct? Yeah. So the whole project it's it's a YDOT project. Okay, um, right. So um, because you know YDOT was originally their part in it is just to do the, the surface of there to resurface it, but since uh, as I like to say, since we got the patient open. Let's uh, let's go ahead and work on those internal organs. And so, um, we're our part is to we're paying for the uh, that component, but it's it's we're we're just paying into it. YDOT has hired one contractor who will do both the surfacing and the uh, infrastructure work uh, that we're going to put in. Are there going to be? Uh infrastructure as far as sidewalks and this, that, and the other, or the, that's all okay? They're not going to do the sidewalks. Okay. Um, we're going to go in and we're going to change the plumbing. So basically it'll be the water and sewer while we're there, do some taps into the various uh, stores so they can possibly have somebody living upstairs or create a residence upstairs. Um, and so utilize that space. Yeah. that's going to utilize that space. And um, so that's, that's going to be our part is to do the plumbing. Gotcha. Okay. And that project's going to kick off next year, correct? In the spring, um, when all this stuff uh, melts off, uh, you know, as soon as they can. Hopefully they, they want to be able to try and start in March, uh, but it'll be when they're able to, when the contractor's able to, uh, you know, uh, start working on the, uh, you know, when the snow's gone and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a little bit weather dependent. Okay. I think the, I want to make a point where... It's going to be done like two or three blocks at a time, so we're not going to tear up the whole main street. We're going to try to keep it as open as possible. The sidewalks will always be open so that people can get to those merchants downtown because we want to create a minimal impact as we can for those folks. Also, we're talking about possibly taking those side streets now, and uh, as that project progresses, turn those side streets into basically mini parking lots so that people can parallel park, or not parallel park, but uh, park uh, in those areas, and they basically become a, a tiny parking lot. And so people can still walk to the stores that they need to get to. That's so. going to be important because parking is at a premium <clears throat> anyway, but this is going to be. Right. Yeah. Well, the other thing that, that, that YDOT, uh, we expect them to be doing is um, they're going to be doing weekly uh, meetings with the public. So they're going to be pretty agile in this project. We're, 
Yeah, again, you know, we've we've got great working relationships with uh, you know with the county and with Wydot and and other entities, and uh, they're very good uh, teammates on this stuff. And so they're going to be very responsive to uh, the public and especially the businesses that are affected. To to you know when they hear something, they can maybe make a slight adjustment to a- address the issues that are coming up that we couldn't have anticipated. Okay, let's. This is going to be a, a two year project. Right. And go ahead. Well, they'll get as far as they can. And then basically when the weather shuts them down, uh, they'll tie it all back together so that it's seamless. And then they'll come back in the next spring and start again. So forgive my ignorance here. I I know a little bit about this, but let's talk about the scope of the project. It's going to start at what intersection and go to what intersection? It's going to go from Dow to Coffee. Okay. Just basically the heart of Main Street. Yeah, about about eight or nine blocks, I think. Okay. So not a huge project, but enough to where it's going to be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I've, I've talked to enough business owners uh, uh, on Main Street that, you know, they're nervous. Some of these guys uh, have a, they're very close to their, you know, working where their bottom line is. And so, you know, we're going to have to have a presence out there t- stopping in to see business owners, see how they're doing and seeing if there's, if there are things that can be done to help them out, we, we don't want business owners to be uh, negatively affected by this, but it's, you know, you've got to do this work every once in a while. It's been 50 years since we last, uh, you know, worked on those uh, water lines and, and sewer lines and stuff. And some of those sewer lines below main street are clay, you know, so we've got to put PVC in there and they're going to replace those things with more updated, longer lasting uh, sewer lines. So, well, I, I know that the city of Buffalo, because I live there, has issues with their water and sewer lines themselves. Does Sheridan have the same problem where all of a sudden, you know, these things are springing leaks left and right and you got to go in and fix them? We have some stuff that's older stuff. It's like ductile iron, those sort of things that are, are issues for us. I mean, st- st- we always are constantly repairing pipes and right. things that break, especially during the winter when it's cold. And so... Uh, we do have some aging infrastructure. Probably Main Street's one of those aging infrastructures. We just got to go in and and um, make some changes and upgrade everything. Well, and then the, in the long run, by replacing these, you're going to save the city and taxpayers a substantial amount of money. So instead of going in and putting a say like a band aid on this situation, you're actually replacing it, and then you've got another fifty, sixty years. Right. Of uh, well, use out of them. Every every pipe that you put into the ground has got a lifespan, an expected lifespan. You know, usually it's you know fifty to sixty five years or so. Sometimes they go longer. Some some have gone very much longer. Um, and there's things that you can do to extend the life of some of these things. You know, they can put internal sleeves inside them and stuff like this to give them a longer life. But um, eventually, you've got to replace these things. Uh, that, you know. Like anything, it's it's got to be replaced at some point. You can put you can put where where you have a water leak or something. You can put a sleeve on there, or you can put a you know you can put a section in there and tie it back in. But eventually, you've got to uh, you've got to replace it the whole thing, and it's better for the long run. Okay, I understand this is going to go out to bid next month. Yes, um, again, that's why dots bidding it out. So um, we'll the entire out. project, the entire project, okay. right? Yeah, it's a wide out project. We're just doing the plumbing. Okay, very good. Um, housing Land Trust, let's move on to that. Um, tell me what's going on there. 
Well, there again, um, we received a substantial amount of cash through that American Recovery Plan Act. And so um, we thought that would be the ideal time if we were ever going to move out and try to create a housing land trust. Uh, this was kind of a one-time shot with some money that we were getting. And so um, we as a council sat down and we talked about it. The staff brought some recommendations as far as expenditures of the funds. And, but then that part of that was we decided we'd set $1.5 aside and just see if we could possibly create a housing land trust with the, the county. And um, so we were in that process for, I don't know, Stu, about months, months, <laughs> months, months. And so we met with the county and we met with uh, the housing uh, with uh, Habitat. Habitat for Humanities. And so um, everything kind of just was a genesis. It just kind of molded all together where we thought this is a possibility. We can create this housing land trust. And the county was on board, and they seemed to be in favor of proceeding with us as a partner. Housing land trust was on board because they had already done this sort of things with uh, in other places to create housing land trusts. And so that's kind of where we're at now with the process. If we're, we're formulating this housing land trust, and um, our council has formally approved the one point five million for the housing land trust. I'm not sure if the county has yet or not. I don't. They'll do theirs on the fifteenth. They'll do theirs on the fifteenth, and so then we'll start that process of actually creating the housing land trust. So the idea behind this land trust is to what? The idea is we're going to have a total of three million dollars, and we want to go ahead and put that into property and um, process and building of of housing or. Um, um, apartments, those sort of things. Okay. And so, um, but the idea is that the person that purchases that house or lives in that apartment, he's paying for just that house or that apartment. That land that surrounds that or is the footing for that uh, project belongs to the land trust. So we take the, pro- the, the amount of the land out of the project. So let's say your lot costs $80,000. Well, we, we're taking that out. That, that's the land trust part of it. You're just going to be paying for that chunk of real estate that the house sits on. Or you're, you're going to be paying for that house. The house, yeah. essentially. Okay. So we take that money off the top. So hopefully that creates a more affordable housing project. Okay. Now, let me play devil's advocate here. Because then how does that work if you have a, a, a separate entity than yourself that is owning the land and you have a house that it's on? How does that work for ownership of the property? Say if the person wants to sell that house, obviously they can't sell the land, but they could sell the house and then the land trust retains that property to whoever purchases it next. Yeah, the housing land trust will always retain that property. And there's a formula built in there so that if I buy the house for, I don't know, $200,000 and five years from now I want to sell it, there's there's a ratio there. So you can't turn around and sell the house for... $400,000, but you may be able to sell a house for $250,000. So you make a profit still, but you don't make that big jump in the price of the real estate. So it still becomes affordable for the next buyer. Okay. Um, They really become starter homes for people. You know, they, they build up a little bit in equity and a little bit in, you know, let's call it the uh, uh, inflation rate is what they're paying to. And uh, as they are, um, getting that back, they've got a little nest egg for the next level home. So that's really how it, the benefit of this, it creates lots of homes potentially because, you know, you've got this influx of, uh, uh, money that can 
offset the price of housing. And, and then the trick is trying to find economically built houses, you know, whether that's modular homes or, or, you know, thinking outside the box, it could even be tiny homes and stuff like that. You get a mix of different things of what might work um, in a, in different communities. And, you know, this, this uh, board that'll be set up, will be able, we'll have to, you know, have those expertises uh, in different areas to be able to uh, work together and find solutions. Are there tracts of land or pieces of land that the that you have looked at that are available at this point that maybe you're not, hey, we're going to, but it's a possibility. I mean, is there enough land to do this in Sheridan? Oh, there's lots, there is lots of land. We haven't done a significant study. That's, that will really be the work of this, uh, this housing land trust council that gets set up. But, um, but there is plenty of infill inside the city. I mean, you have to just drive around and you see lots of empty lots and stuff uh, that could be potentially, um, you know, if people want to sell that to the land trust and, and put up housing in there, you see it all the time with individuals building a house, but they have to have the ability to finance the house built. Um, uh, Additionally, there's lots of other, you know, properties around the city. There's, there's, plenty of places where this can take place. And then that's the other thing. It's not just the city either. It's a, it's a, it's a partnership with the County. Right. So it's not, we're not regulated to just stay within the city. We can go countywide. So that opens up a lot of possibilities for yeah, us. It does. Okay. We're going to take a quick break right there. Uh, we are talking with city administrator, Stu McRae and Sheridan mayor, Rich Bridger. And we've got a bunch more to discuss on the on uh, the one part show this morning on <laughs> Public Pulse. We'll be back right after this. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Larry Storrow and the team at McDonald's would like to invite all veterans to enjoy a free breakfast meal that consists of a sandwich, hash browns, and a coffee at McDonald's on Veterans Day, Friday, November 11th, from 7 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. It's McDonald's way of showing gratitude to all our veterans for their service and sacrifices. If you're a veteran, you're invited to come by any McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette on Veterans Day, 7 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. to get a free breakfast sandwich, hash browns, and a coffee. McDonald's saluting our veterans both home and abroad. Let's talk about tires. Think about the snowy, icy roads ahead, and now think about your current worn-out tires. How safe does that make you feel? Well, lucky for you, Midas Tire and Auto has their best tire sale all year going on now. Buy three tires, get one free. That's 25% off. And the best part is if you aren't ready to put your tires on right now, Midas will hold them until you're ready. How great is that? Don't miss the big tire sale going on now till November 15th at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Auto Glass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. Novus Auto Glass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Auto Glass 307-672-0139 for an appointment. 
You know, the pioneers crossed the vast wilderness in covered wagons, yet today a lot of their offspring actually have to set alarms to remind them when to drink water. If you're needing water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. Water, water. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Hot Buys over on SheridanMedia.com. You can find items from tons of local retailers, all starting at half off of retail value. This week, we have items from The Gym Aesthetics in Sheridan, Bighorn Mountain Chiropractic, Letterbook Car Wash, and Evia Hearing. You can find those items from those vendors and a bunch more, all starting at half off of retail value. Bidding is easy. Just go to SheridanMedia.com, find the items you're looking for, and place your bids. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight at 8 p.m. a.m., 103.9 FM, KROE, Public Pulse, Aaron Palmer filling in for Floyd Whiting, and we're talking with Mayor Rich Bridger and City Administrator Stu McRae. We've talked a little bit about the Main Street Project, which is coming up next spring, and the Housing Land Trust, and we I want to touch a little bit more on that because it, this sounds like a great program. You said while we were off the air that you guys are uh, cooperating with the city of Sheridan with the county commission and uh, to make this thing go. Um, Affordable housing, I guess, is a major issue in this part of the state. Well, everywhere, but especially here in Sheridan County. So how did all this come about? Well, so uh, as we were talking about it earlier, we, you know, we were really struggling with this. We knew this was the the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, And we were collaborating collaborating on it but uh and we formed we had formed up the county was interested in doing this as well and so we we the, the mayor and the and the county uh they formed a a joint uh committee that had two uh commissioners and three council members including the mayor um and uh and so we were meeting on a, about a monthly basis and and honestly it wasn't going very fast very far um, we knew that we were probably going to have to set up a nonprofit. And then out of the blue, uh, Jenny Kraft, who was one of the at-large uh, people who was, you know, because they had some expertise, was participating in this. She approached us and said, hey, how come we're not doing um, the working with Habitat for this? Uh, Habitat's got the ability to have a housing land trust under their, as a separate entity underneath their board. Uh, which would require, you know, that's already a, you already have a nonprofit then set up, and a lot of the stru- infrastructure for a nonprofit is already done. You know, the administrative side and stuff, and quite and, the shortcut. Then. Yeah, and we we just hadn't hadn't seen that yet, and right. so we started going down that route, and and looking at that, and and they found that the, uh, you know, that there's plenty of examples. Denver's done this. Other places on the East Coast uh, habitat. Uh, habitat organizations over there have have done these things in quite a few places, and so we started uh, taking the best of their experiences and put that together and put together uh, bylaws and stuff like this for this committee. And you said earlier that the the city of Sheridan or Sheridan City Council has already passed one point five million for this project, and the county's expected to do, to do that at their next meeting. 
We committed that at the last meeting. We okay. voted to approve the funding of $1.5 million, and the county's going to do it here um, next week, I think. Okay, next so we, week. We anticipate they will anyway. Right, gotcha. So once that $3 million is set up, then what can we expect next? I mean, when will all this get kicked into gear? And The time frame gets pretty tight because we have a, a mandate to have the money spent at a certain date or committed at a certain date, not necessarily spent. And so um, at that point, once we've had that money set aside, the, the next thing is going to be able to form that council so that they can proceed and do the work of that land trust. Okay. So let's take that $3 million because with the price of land, I mean, that's going to, that's not going to be a forever proposition. How do we gain more funding for this program in the future? Is the city and the county looking at funding this or private entities or how both? No, there's more. Uh, the state's talking about creating some additional funding for that as well. But then built into that whole process is a fee for the land that they sit on. So it's basically a rent of the land that they sit on. Ah, so okay. it's not like they they get the land for nothing or the land sits there in perpetuity and has no value. It still has value. So um, as they pay on their house, a small portion of that goes back to the land trust for, so the, for the property to... so it can continue. Gotcha. That makes more sense. And really, all they need to, they need to pay enough to pay for the staff of this thing. Um, and so they'll have to, they'll have to create that, whether it's through rent of the property, you know, which is minimal, like maybe a hundred dollars a month or something that they're going to pay for, uh, you know, living on there. It, there's a lot of similarities in this, although it's a permanent home, there's a lot of similarities to how a mobile home park works. You know, mobile home park, the, the park owner owns the land and the uh, mobile home owner owns the mobile home. And so, you know, they pay a little bit of rent for the land. Similar kind of concept, except for this is a permanent home. So it's a little bit of a nuanced thing that when they sell the home, um, you know, there's still, the land is still owned by, by the, uh, uh, you know, the housing land trust. So it can, it can perpetuate in perpetuity, really. It can keep going forever. Um, you know, they'll have to build a new house at some point, but, sure. uh, you know, but, you know, houses have lasted a long time here. So, well, that's the other thing too, is it you're not locked into just housing either or a house. So you could do quads for rent or, or, or partner complexes, those sort of things. And that'll be up for that group to decide. Or so at that point, if you decide to build an apartment complex, you know, that funds from that, the rental of that apartment, that goes back into the trust. Well, and that that was my next question is what could be built there. So, and a lot of this would depend on the type of land that you're looking at. Obviously, you know, a piece of land uh, that's maybe not quite a huge footprint might dictate that you put a two or three story apartment complex as right. opposed to a piece of land out in the county that would support, you know, a, a larger house or, or right. so to speak. So, right. you know, the beauty of a housing land trust is that you know, as, as the mayor said, you know, the, the governmental entities are just kickstarting this thing, putting it into place. And now once it's in place, um, you know, you've got a mechanism for people like, you know, uh, foundations and so forth to donate money to it. Or even you could have people who, you know, maybe don't have heirs or something to their property. And when they pass, they can dedicate their houses to that and, and they can enter into that uh, thing as well. So, you know, it's, there's so many different uh, opportunities that arise once you have this entity in place 
that uh, that it can continue from other, uh, you know, uh, nonprofit uh, foundations and so forth. Well, it sounds like uh, something that's needed here and a, a very good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, EDTF. What is that? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> that's the Economic Development Task Force. It's a oh. it's an ad hoc group of people. Um, it was set up back. Uh, Oh, I think when uh, Senator Kinsky was mayor, um, they set up a they set up this entity, and it's just a group of people who are trying to perpetuate, you know, economic continuous, you know, health uh, of the community to make sure that 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 we are not turning down, you know, heading downhill on uh, on economically, you know, so that we are looking for opportunities and stuff like that, and it. It consists of members from the county, the college, uh, CETA, um, DSA, DSA, the city, um, travel and tourism, uh, the CVC. Um, there's a lot of entities. Uh, did I say the commerce? I, I think I said chamber of commerce. Chamber. You know? um, there's, you know, and everybody is uh, is working together. So it's been a collaborative effort. So they did this uh, survey. We started this survey this summer. Um, and uh, wow, the number of responses we've had—nearly 900 responses—it's um, probably one of the most significant surveys we've ever done here in this county. And uh, and then last week uh, we had the Wyoming Business Council has partnered with us as well, and they came in, brought four people in here, and conducted 10 different listening sessions that are kind of like kind of like the surveys, uh, but verbal. And, uh, and then they capped it off with a, a town hall uh, to give feedback from what they'd heard from those listening sessions. Now, they're taking all of those surveys back um, uh, and the listening session notes that they took, and they're going to compile all of that into a report of what the community would re- really like to see the next uh, uh, 10 to 15 years. And I think it's going to be really helpful for any entity that's trying to do you know, community work to have an insight into what the community's looking for. I'll be darned. Okay. So what types of things that were in the survey, what were you asking people about? Survey asked just three simple questions. Okay. Said, what do you like about your community? You know, it, it accounted for people who were visited, regular visitors to Sheridan and Sheridan County from other places uh, in the country or in the, in the, in the region. Um, it's a, so Asked, what do you like about your area? Um, what do you like about Sheridan, uh, the greater Sheridan area? And then what would you like to see in Sheridan? Uh, again, the Sheridan area wasn't just limited to Sheridan itself uh, in the next 10 to 15 years. And then it, we asked for people's zip codes. So we could then kind of bin them. This is an out-of-towner that, that sees this viewpoint. This is somebody who lives here. This is somebody who lives in Bighorn, Ranchester, etc. Okay. So this is... As you said, this is a kind of a plan then at some point where you can use this to steer uh, decisions made by city council, county commission, all of these different boards uh, to improve, quote unquote, shared in the next decade or so. Right. It's just going to reflect what the community wishes to retain, what it likes, what it'd like to see in the future. So we can use that document for our future planning. So um, I think it'll have life. I think it'll be a good document for us to follow. And um, it gives us sort of a template moving forward. Is this something that you use in conjunction with um, 
I know that cities and counties have used, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Consultants, basically, that come in and study this, this, and this to make a, a projected plan for this. Yeah. Is this something that it takes the place of that or uses it in conjunction with? Well, for the city, we plan to do a, uh, a series of, of uh, efforts uh, on our strategic plan. We did there last, we that's what I was trying to last March, you. we did a strategic uh, plan planning session that uh, that came out with six different areas. We call it our, our strategic framework, uh, six different uh, areas that we need to work on. And as we take that forward and look at, you know, flushing out actionable type things with those, you know, uh, operational things that we can focus on, uh, like, you know, okay, we need to put more trees into the city and stuff right. like this to create uh, a proper, uh, you know, overhead cover and stuff. Um, those types of, uh, things will be informed by what these, uh, feedback we got from the, from this, uh, report. So this study will be very helpful for all these entities going forward. And this is where the, the, the community members have actually contributed to this at that point then. So yeah, at least 900. It's, almost yeah, 900. It's basically it's a community generated <laughs> report document there. Yeah. Go. Okay. We're going to take another quick break right there. With me this morning are Mayor Rich Bridger and City Administrator Stu McRae from the City of Sheridan. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back. We've got a little bit more to cover on Public Pulse. Right up there. This is Alicia Cox with Harker Mellinger LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been a leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allows you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. 672-0785 in Sheridan. Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Is that pain in your shoulder keeping you up at night? Are you feeling numbness and tingling in your hand? Has your neck or back acted up coming off the mountain? Sheridan Ortho excels in the diagnosis, treatment, and surgery of the upper extremities and spine. The team of surgeons at Sheridan Ortho offer cutting-edge care in sports medicine as well, including minimally invasive procedures like hip arthroscopy and regenerative therapy. Sheridan Orthopedics serves the community with emergency care 24-7, 365, and has for over 50 years. Some same-day appointments available. Visit SheridanOrtho.com. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills to food.
food, clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas wish campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, and Wyoming Corporate Office. Hey, Sheridan Hockey fans, it's Military Appreciation Weekend, Friday and Saturday night on the Whitney Rink at the M&M Center. Join your Sheridan Junior Hawks as they honor our military heroes by wearing and auctioning off military-themed uniforms. A color guard will open the evening. Admission will be free for active and former military. They open the gates at 6.30. They drop the puck at 7.30. It's Military Appreciation Weekend this Friday and Saturday night with your Sheridan Junior Hawks. a.m., 103.9 FM, KROE, Public Pulse, Aaron Palmer filling in for Floyd Whiting this week. And on the show today is Mayor Rich Bridger and City Administrator Stu McRae. And we've been talking uh, quite a bit about happenings in the city. And one of the big things that uh, you're kind of excited about is the historic Historical Photos Project. Let's talk about that. Okay, so this kind of bore out of, uh, you know, I was looking at, well, I mean, everywhere you go, we've got historical photos, whether it's at the Best Western or um, any of our fast food restaurants. They all have historical photos of Sheridan, which is about the coolest thing you can see, you know. And and we, our forefathers and, and uh, you know, have really done a great job at, at uh taking uh, historical photos of Sheridan as it's grown from the 1880s. And so I've been struggling with for years, how could we, how could we do a now and then? I I always thought that would be a great idea. And I, I, I thought about, you know, maybe you could put up, you could put up, uh, you know, you know, signs with a, with a then photo out there, but it just get too crowded and stuff. There's just too many great photos out there. And so, um, our street supervisor, Trey Bryant, uh, who's just a brilliant uh, young man, was uh, was working on. He's he's kind of been interested in doing GIS work, and uh, and he cracked the code on developing an app to uh, work uh, to to capture all of the Sheridan public art, and and put it onto a moving map so you could see where everything was at. You see a map display with little you know markers of all of that stuff. And, uh, and then we took it one step farther and, you know, and it also, when you clicked on those markers, it would show you the art and tell you about it and stuff. Okay. The really neat app that he's working on. And then we took it one step farther and we added in what we call, um, Sheridan's hidden gems, which is all the non, uh, Sheridan public arts committee art, uh, things like the, the tree carvings in Kendrick park and stuff like that and added all those things in there, which is a substantial amount of personally uh, done art. And then we started thinking, what if, uh, what if we use this thing, since we got a moving map display, what if we could find where these cameras kind of sat and, and then make markers there and then have uh, on your phone, you could have a now and then experience. So you pull up to a, uh, 
you, you know, you pull up to one of these markers, you touch it, and it brings up these different photos. You bring the mark, your phone up, and, and you're looking at the way this particular street at this particular angle looked back in, you know, 1900 or, you know, 1948 or things like that. What we've done to help that is only put photos in there where we have a common reference point. So we've got a great downtown that has crown molding that every one of them is distinguishable. And so when you look at an old photo and you see the same crown molding of a, of a, of a building, you can recognize it. So we point to that and say what that is on there. And then we put, simply put the date of when that picture was taken. And, um, and then we're going to where these camera positions are. We plan to put these little brass plates that just have the, have an icon of an old fashioned tripod camera and a, and a QR code that is going to take you to an app for either an Android or an Apple phone. And, and that'll have all of the, all of the public art in there, all of the hidden gems and these historic photos. And I think, you know, tourists are going to be walking down the street. We're not going to, there, there will be some advertisement for those things here and there. Uh, but you know, a lot of those people that they don't see that stuff, but they'll be walking down the street and they'll see this brass plate and it's all it has is a QR code and a camera They'll see another one, and they'll be like, huh, that's interesting. And then by the third one, I think they'll be like, all right, got to see what this QR code is. And then when they find this thing, it's, they're going to be going back to all the other ones and seeing all the art. And it's going to really be an exciting thing, especially in this year of having the uh, Main Street dug up that I think could really be a shot in the arm for tourism to continue on uh, our street stuff. Boone for the uh, local uh, business owners downtown. Yeah, knock on Formica. <laughs> <clears throat> this and so you're in the process of building this, correct? It's not up yet. It's it's it. So we're working with uh, we're working with Sage. Uh, uh, the Sage director, Jill Benson, is also the executive director for the Sheridan Public Arts Committee, which is a city committee. And uh, and so uh, she's working together with us to compile these photos, put them all together. And, and so we're, we're just doing the last work of this thing. Uh, most of it's done. We're just doing a little bit of uh, final work. Uh, we hope to have this thing ready to roll out this spring, uh, just in time for this year's uh, tourism. Yeah, and then um, Sean Parker and Travel and Tourism, uh, they're helping out well as well with providing uh, us some funding for that project. So that's another thing that they're, they're, they're pitching in as well. Good. So you'll let us know when this thing's all ready to go. And oh, you'll out. know. You'll just walk down Main Street when you start seeing these little brass plates that are kind of just uh, into the, uh, you know, set into the uh, sidewalk. Oh, you'll, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and those brass plates will be roughly, we'll do our best, but they'll be roughly where where we think the camera pretty much sat. So you'll, you'll be looking at, you know, the camera view of, you know, 1898 or something, uh, you know, 1910, uh of, of a parade or something. It's going to, and then you're going to be looking at your phone, looking up, looking at your phone and, and it's going to be like going back in time. It's going to be a really neat experience. So on the plaque, will it tell you what it is or is this something that you'll have to know to the, where to go the, get the, the app? camera that your app will tell you all that you need to know. It's going to have the date. It's going to have a building reference that you can see. Okay. And it's just an experience to, to see, go back in time a little bit. Um, the brass plates are simply going to have a QR code and and a camera on there to, to show this is where a camera's at. Gotcha. Okay. And this young man, Trey Bryant, is the one that came up with this? 
Well, we kind of worked together on it. He came up with this app. Okay. Uh, so he's been the champion of this app. He's he is a this guy is a gold mine. Not only is he, you know, supervises all of our street operations. You know, filling potholes, shoveling snow, all that stuff. Um, in his spare time, he does this stuff. He's we, we got great employees at the city. I mean, we got some superstars. So yeah, they don't just work for the city. There's other expertise things that they have that oh yeah if you knew what what the expertise on the side of what we have at the city uh it you'd be a you'd be blown away we've got we got so many dedicated people in working for the city that do other things that have other skill sets that come and volunteer those things uh for to benefit their city great program this this sounds like it's going to be fun as heck oh it's going to be really cool we just we've been you know, I mean, obviously Trey's busy, mm-hmm. so you know, getting the help from uh, you know uh, Sage to help us in this project is really going to be a shot in the arm for this thing. Very good. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be able to come down and look at, get some more information about Sheridan, learn something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Well, we've kind of covered everything here. We've got a few minutes left. Um, tomorrow is Veterans Day. And we want to, you know, every city is a little different, but individuals, we should probably at least take a few minutes and thank our our veterans. And Stu, I understand you're a veteran. Where did you serve? How did you serve? Um, I served 30 years in the Army, so I'm not just a veteran, I'm a retiree. Uh Um, But, uh, you know, we have about... Today, there's about 10% of our whole population are veterans. You know, that's not a lot of people when you think about the impact that veterans have. Uh, tomorrow will be the uh, 103rd anniversary of Veterans Day. It was established in 1919, right after the end of World War I. President uh, Wilson uh, established it originally as a national day of remembrance, uh, to remember the dead from World War I. And over time, with the incorporation of Memorial Day, which which celebrates or, or commemorates, I guess is a better word, mm-hmm. the uh, the people who've given all, um, the uh, Veterans Day has uh, has morphed into that Veterans Day that just that celebrates the veterans from every war, um, and uh, and even those who serve in peace, and so it's you know it's it's a it's a significant thing, um, uh, the. Uh, you know, for the first time, so I I brought a little show and tell for a radio show, obviously. <laughs> but uh, what I've got on here is uh, this is the National Defense Service Medal. And uh, interestingly enough, there's only four occasions that this thing is authorized for. So it was it was established in 1950 uh, to commemorate, uh, to recognize people who are serving, service members who are serving on active duty during, um, or even serving active in reserves and everything, during uh, the the Korean War, and then um, then it was put away, and then it was brought back for the Vietnam War, and it was put away, and it was brought back for the Gulf War, and it was put away and brought back for the War on Terrorism. And so, interestingly enough, I've got two ribbons on either side. This this one on the right is my father-in-law's when he was in the Navy, <laughs> and uh, and it's got a star on it. He was recognized for two different. He he came in during the Korean War, and uh, and left and was in Vietnam. And so his his represents those first two, and then the one on the other side is mine. I came in and was in during the Gulf War and in during um, 
uh, the war on terrorism. And so I've got the same one as he has, which I thought was interesting, you know, all four of the ones that it's available. Um, this is going back into the box, um, so to speak. Um, people at the end of this year, uh, new soldiers coming in in January won't be authorized this, uh, this ribbon or this medal because um, for the first time in 21 years, we've, we've, got, a, we've got some peace uh, that, you know, for the military. And, and so despite that, veterans still sacrifice, even during peacetime. You know, you miss birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, all kinds of stuff. And then the families, you know, I, I'd almost like to see this called, you know, Veterans and Veteran Families uh, yeah, Day they're... because, you know, when a veteran goes off to war, when I went to Iraq, um, you know, I'm just doing my job as I see it, you know, and I'm busy and everything. And my family's worried, you know, are they ever going to see me again? You know, you know, that's what families go through. They go through a lot of uh, concern. Last thing I'd like to say is, you know, 47 years ago, our last uh, Vietnam veterans came home and we did not celebrate them very well. Um, and so every year we are reminded that you know, for our, for our Vietnam veterans, uh, we want to remind them, you know, welcome home. Uh, that's very important that, that we, that we write that wrong through our actions today. Yep. I agree. I've got family members that served and in the Vietnam war as well, and they deserve to be recognized and yep. welcomed home. I agree. Yeah. You have something going on tomorrow morning. Let's hit that real quick. So tomorrow at the Hub, uh, breakfast uh, from 7 till 9, I understand. Uh, they're having a special breakfast for veterans. Um, and uh, so I'm going to be speaking at that, uh, try to put two words together <laughs> and say something noble about those guys and gals. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they'll have that. I think that the VA is doing something else as well. Um, there's a few other experiences. We really need to do something across the across the city for Memorial Day, more formal stuff for Memorial Day and Veterans Day, I think, and we'll work on that to try to put something together. Uh, maybe we can find an advocate out there that can that can put something spearhead this. Yeah, so yeah. To speak. Gotcha. Okay, very good. Veterans Day tomorrow. Please remember that and thank a veteran and shake their hand. Welcome them home tomorrow. All right, we have uh, Mayor Rich Bridger and City Administrator Stu McRae with the City of Sheridan. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. And that'll do it for today's Public Pulse, News Talk 930 AM, 103.9 FM. Floyd should be back next week, I hope. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. 
Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tip. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Dan Marshall here with Captain Clean. Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. In business, in life, and in community, our values matter. One of First Federal Bank and Trust core values is honesty and integrity above all else to do the right things for their staff, customers, and community. First Federal has been investing in our community for 87 years. We invite you to bank with us and see for yourself the positive impact a local bank makes on our community. First Federal Bank and Trust, our values drive our business. Online at efirstfederal.bank. Member FDIC. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Is it okay if I use a four-letter word to really get people excited? Uh, snow, Tommy, snow. Oh, you had me worried. Well, one thing you don't need to worry about is missing out on the new 2023 Skidoo models or getting your preseason service on on your slot. That's good. I don't want to miss a single day. That's right. And if you haven't picked up your apparel, oil kits, or had your sled serviced, you definitely want to do that before you head up the mountain. Our Sheridan Power Sports service team can get your slot in with no wait. Check out Sheridan Power Sports today. News Talk 930, now on 103.9 FM. News Talk 930.